0: Fit fizz. Fizz. fizz let's go fit fizz friends how have you been as i probably said last time i never meant to be away for so long but let's not waste time on that i'm back and i've been doing great i hope you are too do you ever find that you keep doing certain things and you're like ugh why do i keep doing this but You just can't seem to stop for some reason. Have you ever taken a look at the harsh, taken a harsh look at the ways that you might be self-sabotaging? I mentioned a term called buffering last time and I want to focus on that word today. So identifying ways that you buffer can help you get out of your own way if you ever find that you're frustrated with fitness or nutrition goals or really any other area of life. In case you're a new listener, welcome. I'm Kelly Wilson. I'm the owner of fitfizstudio.com, and I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way the information shared is for educational and informational purposes only nothing should be in- interpreted as an intent to diagnose treat cure heal or prescribe now before we get on to into the buffering topic i have a few things that i want to mention first that have changed in the fit fizz shop I'm trying to tighten up what I am selling in the FitFish shop. So headbands have been lowered, the prices have been lowered, and they are going away. Once they're gone, they're gone. I eliminated the women's extended size tank tops. They still go up to 2XL, but I eliminated the other sizes because they were a whole different brand, and it was costing me more money than I was making to keep those listings in the shop. So unless I get a big demand to bring those back, those are gone for now. Um, cups are on sale. Bracelets have a lower price. So check the sale section. It's at etsy.com slash shop fitfiz. The reason I'm doing this is because I have a ton of inventory for certain things that I've decided it's not really worth my time to sell anymore, but I might as well sell them at a low cost let you benefit from that. I'll also be adding other things that I've never added before because I never got around to taking the pictures and adding them to the shop, but I have them here. Um, but so for the sake, you know, I'm I'm just kind of tired of things taking up space. So be on the lookout for new things at low prices. And once they are gone, they are gone. I have also completely eliminated my Patreon. While I was doing it, I never felt fully confident in what I was offering in return to my patrons at the different tiers. So instead of letting that bother me any longer, I decided to just eliminate that completely and focus more on adding things to my shop. Huge thank you to those of you who were supporters on Patreon pretty much the whole time that I did that. You will always be a huge reason why I, why I was able to keep the podcast going uh, at certain times when I was struggling. And I will never forget that. So thank you. Thank you. Let's get on to buffering. So When you hear the word buffering, most of you probably think about it relating to when you're trying to watch videos online sometimes when you hit play and it plays a second or two and if your internet connection isn't the best, it kind of pauses and you have to wait a few seconds for it to start to go again. It's because the video is too much information for the speed of your current internet connection. So by definition, to buffer means to lessen, or moderate the impact of something. So when you buffer in life with your behaviors, buffering can be done with food, drugs, alcohol, exercise, shopping, social media, or anything that is a way for you to escape feelings or actions that would otherwise keep you on track with your goals. You might already be identifying with one of these forms of buffering that I already listed or maybe something else. But why do we do these things that are really a form of self-sabotage? Food is a great example. And alcohol. These are two big ones that affect a ton of people, myself included, when it comes to buffering with food. Um, You know, we all kind of have our comfort foods that maybe we eat a little bit more than we intended and then we keep making up excuses for why we should do it again and then before we know it we've really slid off track. That's buffering. It's very easy to do with food because we need food to sustain life so it can become incredibly easy to convince ourselves that we need certain food that we really don't need. Or maybe you buffer with shopping. I see lots of social media memes and jokes about people having all kinds of Amazon boxes being piled up at the front door and having to hide all the boxes from their spouses because there's so much of it. So that might be a form of buffering taking place. You seemingly just do it. And you do have self-control over these things, but maybe it feels like you don't sometimes in hindsight. And sometimes we call these things self-care or try to label it as self-care, even when it's deep down, we kind of know it's really not, in order to justify doing it or to keep doing it. And I'll address more on that later at the end on how to know where that line is between self-care and buffering. But as I always say at the beginning of the, of the show, I'm a behavior change specialist. That's just one of my various certifications because this kind of thing greatly interests me and I'm always learning more. Buffering is a behavior that many of us want to change. And this is something that I talk about with my coaching clients too, whether it's about their relationship with food or fitness, but so much, so much of why people struggle to attain their fitness or nutrition or body composition goals, comes down to buffering. The buffering gets in the way. These self-destructive behaviors that we'd rather not do, but we do them anyway. So whether you buffer with food or alcohol or shopping or TV to escape feelings, if there's any behavior about yourself that you don't like, there are always feelings attached to it. And what we think is, that feeling actually, what we think that feeling is on the surface is usually not what it actually is deep down, which is why we are able to find excuses to keep up with our buffering behavior. So I'm going to explain this a little bit more. In my personal opinion, I I am an emotional person, so some of you might disagree, but in my opinion, emotions and understanding them are one of the most important things in life. But We're not really taught much about emotions as kids and that's when we tend to feel some of life's biggest emotions because everything in the world is brand new to us. Um, A lot of times we don't explore emotions and why we feel certain ways about certain things until we reach adulthood and we start having problems and then we have to start digging for answers like why is this happening? Usually you know when we start to have mental health issues come up. I think a lot of parents who are raising kids now are on a higher level with emotional intelligence than I've ever seen, which is a very beautiful thing. I think it's so cool. But most of us who are adults now never had someone discuss emotions with us as kids. It just wasn't anything that was really talked about or thought about. So I say emotions are the most important thing because basically everything we do is based on some kind of emotion. And our emotions are what create our thoughts. And our thoughts are what create our actions. So it's all rooted in emotion. So even if you think you don't operate based on emotion, you really do. You might just have framed it that way before. And our modern environments can create a lot of problems because our environments are filled with false pleasures and easy access to all kinds of buffering. Even when everything shut down because of COVID-19, something happened that never happened before in order to help people buffer. And that was you could suddenly get, carry out alcoholic drinks from bars and even have them delivered to your home. That had never happened before. And it was even, it wasn't even legal before then. And a large portion of the population was, when when COVID really impacted everybody right from the start, a large part of the population was desperate to buffer and escape these intense, heavy feelings that they were having due to the whole COVID crisis. And suddenly there was easier access to alcohol than ever before. And food too, food delivery has never been so popular as it has now over the last couple of years due to things like DoorDash and Uber Eats. And I see a lot of people talk about how much money they spend using those services, which the convenience is nice, I won't deny that, but because it is so easy and easier than ever we have a lot more people buffering with food and alcohol. And I'm not trying to sound shamey about buffering, so I hope I'm not coming across that way. And like I said, I'm not immune to buffering in my own ways. But a lot of times, if we have new language for things, then we can identify it. Then we can change it. So that's why I'm talking about it. Just like when I spoke about medical gaslighting, which I did two whole episodes about on my own show, and I did someone else's podcast about medical gaslighting. I needed that term in my vocabulary before I could stop the medical gaslighting from happening in my own life. As I was saying, our modern world has become so overloaded with comforts, that it's now normal for us to have to invest effort into undoing our overcomfort in order to reconnect with things that were originally created to keep humans functioning at a basic level, such as breathing fresh air, feeling emotions, trusting instincts, and being grateful for things like not having to sleep on the cold, hard ground. Almost every day when I drive to the gym, I think to myself, something like, wow, I bet my great grandparents would laugh so hard or even be ashamed at my life right now. And the fact that I drive to a building every day for the purpose of getting exercise when they were so used to backbreaking work just to put food on the table and to survive. I really think about that. Our brains are designed to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And they're also designed to preserve energy. So when we buffer, in whatever form it is, it almost all, it's almost always doing those things. Seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and or preserving energy. Because any buffering behavior is letting the primitive part of our brain, the amygdala, take control of our choices. Whether it's to eat a whole bag of chips when you logically should be working on something else, or drinking a bottle and a half of wine when you told yourself that you weren't going to drink until Friday. Those are not choices made by your most fully evolved, most sensible, most in-charge self, right? And that part of the brain, the amygdala, is also the same part of the brain that amplifies emotions. So bam. That is why buffering and emotions go hand in hand and they fuel each other to bring about self-destructive behaviors that can also amplify our emotions even more than they would otherwise without the buffering behavior. And that's why we're like, why can't I stop doing this? Because they're, they're feeding off each other. They're almost like in a parasitic relationship, the buffering and the emotions. So going along with that growth of any kind can be a painful thing because growth happens outside of your comfort zone. The comfort zone is where we remain stagnant. Growth can be painful because it's new. It's not comfortable. But our brains naturally want to keep us comfortable because it's a primitive part of the brain telling us to seek safety like no 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 don't go over there. Stay here where it's comfortable and safe. Don't go over there where the hard stuff is where the intense physical activity is, where the raw vegetables are, where the deep thinking is, where the trauma healing is. It's saying, no, 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 don't go there. We have to overpower those thoughts and feelings with the more logical part of our brain that makes executive decisions, that knows that the pain of growth, any kind of growth, that pain is eventually worth it. The easy route for anything is to use numbing behaviors or buffering to avoid the pain and avoid the growth, but then nothing great is ever achieved. So I'm talking about pain as a blanket term, various levels of pain and discomfort, but let's label some specific things as pain in this sense. It's really anything outside of your comfort zone. Pain can be going to the gym if you haven't already built that habit. Pain can be choosing the nutrient-dense leafy green vegetables over a frozen pasta dinner that has virtually no protein in it. Because it's easy to choose comforting things like staying on the couch and eating a whole carton of ice cream. In order to get out of your own way, if you find that you're doing these things as buffering, as self-sabotage for the umpteenth month in a row, now you can start to become aware of what behaviors you have that can accurately be labeled as buffering. So ask yourself, what are you doing to avoid the pain of personal growth? What are the emotions you're avoiding that go along with that growth? Maybe it's the feelings of the unknown that have you choosing buffering over growth. An interesting thing that happens when we buffer is that sometimes the buffering behavior has to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow until the pain of buffering becomes bigger than the pain of whatever that other big scary thing is that you were avoiding to begin with. Heart health and weight gain are great examples of this. Sometimes people have such poor eating habits and inactivity that their doctor is warning them year after year that they need to make some pretty drastic lifestyle changes, or it's going to be too late and they could die from staying in their comfort zone. And that's when a lot of people will make huge lifestyle changes for the better and many won't. But I think you get what I'm saying. The pain of staying comfortable suddenly becomes worse than the pain of making the more uncomfortable choice if you let it happen for long enough. So when it gets to that point, there's so, also so much negative self-talk that goes along with it, and uh, your mental health can truly be affected as well. So that's another really bad strike uh, that goes along with buffering behaviors. And without pain, a lot of people are not motivated to grow. A lot of people avoid pain. And Remember, that primitive part of the brain wants us to just stay comfortable. A lot of people avoid pain or personal growth because there is often no quick fix for whatever that is that they want. And, you know, with more technology, the more we get used to expecting a quick fix. And if there was a quick fix, we'd have no pain. Pain can sometimes be our greatest teacher and painful events in life do often put people on a path to making changes to better their lives. I can see that happening lots of times in my own life. I'm sure you probably can too. Um, Sometimes the pain forces people to get the help that they need for something. My health over the last few years is a great example. Hopefully you've listened to past episodes to know what I'm referring to, but if you haven't, they're all still relevant. So please go back and listen to as many as you can. And uh, just a side note, my past episodes do... uh, overall build upon each other so listen to as many as you can but if you don't have time episodes 7 and 17 really explain my autoimmune issues and how bad it got for me in 2017. It was the worst 24-7 pain that I had ever been in over the course of about 18 months and I was buffering and I was in denial and (laughs) made a lot of um errors and learned a lot too. I really learned a lot about myself, which inspired me to start this whole podcast because I had a really intense self-awakening on many levels with everything I know now. I can see the links of autoimmune disease relating to various unaddressed trauma in my life, but had I not gone through that immense physical and emotional pain a few years ago, I would have never learned how much I was avoiding certain ways that my body needed to heal, even though by general doctor standards, I was quote unquote fine. I remember when I was going through it and having, I was already a power lifter for a few years at that point. So people thought that I loved hearing that I was so strong, but When you're in the depths of sickness and mental illness and you're just in this state of despair, you don't want to be strong. The pain of being strong in those ways is not fun for anyone. So it really used to make me mad when I was sick and struggling and people would say, but you're so strong. I wanted to scream at them because it wasn't a choice. Powerlifting was a choice to be strong. Autoimmune disease was not a conscious choice. It could have been prevented if I had the awareness and education that I do now, but it certainly wasn't a choice. And uh, but it was for sure; it was definitely a state of pain that helped me to grow. Even though I kept trying to buffer and I prolonged it longer than I really needed to, because I was still trying to buffer. But I had to learn that the only way out was to go through it. So when you have when you have pain. You only add to that pain if you resist it or if you judge it. So let's say something is causing you pain or grief in life. It's not comfortable. But remember, the primitive brain wants to seek comfort to avoid pain. So we buffer. Can you identify a way that you tend to buffer right now? I want you to think about it. It can be big or small. What's a way that you buffer? Think of a behavior that you want to change, but for some reason you keep doing it. You keep buffering. In whatever way you buffer, you're probably creating an excess of something. Excess food, excess alcohol, excess shopping, excess social media. Anything that you want in excess is a desire to fill a void. So even if you can't think of a way that you buffer, think of areas where you feel like there's, there's excess something in a way that's just really, really unnecessary. You're trying to fill a void. What is that void that you're trying to fill? That is essentially buffering. People buffer in order to avoid these feelings of pain, like I said, to avoid sadness, loneliness, rejection, unworthiness. And yet these emotions are actually harmless to experience and they are a part of life. So it's the buffering action itself that makes those feelings dangerous. It's good to have the feelings and to feel them and go through them and move through them and heal from them. But the buffering can cause problems. So when you allow yourself to buffer and buffer and buffer and avoid negative emotions, you're still going to experience the negative emotions because you will experience fear like in a circle over and over and over until you deal with, with the thing that you're avoiding in the process. Even if it's something as simple as, like me, I hate washing dishes. <laughs> I've said that before. I am a super duper neat freak, except washing dishes. I will avoid it and avoid it and avoid it. But if I would just take five minutes and just get it done, I wouldn't have to think about washing the dishes so much. <laughs> um, so that, that's one, that's a, a small, lighthearted example that I of a way that I personally buffer. And that is the self-sabotage part. I think that self-sabotage is pretty self-explanatory, but it's basically creating needless problems for yourself that interfere with your goals. I've even heard some people say that there's no such thing as self-sabotage, only buffering, or that self-sabotage is not the problem. It's the result of a problem, which is the buffering. But whether you call it buffering or self-sabotage, It's all about creating an unwillingness to get uncomfortable for the required amount of time in order to reach a goal. It's a choice to stay in your comfort zone for way too long. So let's quickly use the example of junk food. People usually decide to allow some junk food, even if it's not quite aligned with their nutrition goals. You might decide to allow it before you realize it's a buffering action that has maybe gone on for months. And maybe you really only intended to enjoy a little bit of junk food, but you kept looking for excuses to allow it and allow it. Like I had a bad day. Oops, I had another bad day. Oops, I had another bad day. Let me have another bag of Doritos. Oops, there goes another bad day and another bag of Doritos. (laughs) People look for, you start looking for reasons to, uh, to go off track. And once you do it a few times, it becomes easier and easier to justify it. But you have to get uncomfortable more often. If that scares you, do it for a short period of time, like five minutes for whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a solid week of discomfort. Eventually, you'll see it's not so scary and you can go a little bit longer with discomfort. And once you take the baby steps to stop buffering, get curious about what it would be like if you just kept going, regardless of the comfort or discomfort level. The action steps are what will get you there. That's how positive, healthy habits are built. So one more important aspect to wrap this up is how do you know if something is buffering or self-care? You have to ask yourself, does it support a connection to your deeper self? Does it support your whole being? Does it support your values and goals? Those questions are how you will differentiate between buffering and self-care. So let's put that into perspective with the example of rest. I am a huge advocate for prioritizing rest because most people don't really put rest ahead of things like social activities the way they should, in my opinion. But let's say that you are super tired from work and family obligations. You need rest but you have a voice in your head saying, you should really go to the gym. If you're physically and mentally exhausted, are you a couch potato because you're choosing to skip the gym and chill with a movie for a night or two? Absolutely not. The rest is very much needed. It supports your whole being. Getting rest supports your values and goals because You're only depleting yourself further if you force yourself to go hit the gym when you're already burning the candle at both ends. So that's not buffering. That's self-care until you do it week after week and month after month while also catching up on regular night's sleep. Then it eventually becomes buffering. So, I hope that knowing this term buffering will help you to identify and improve some of your own behaviors so you can change what needs to be changed, get uncomfortable when you need to get uncomfortable and feel better about yourself as a whole. Be a fearless feeler. I am I I know that a lot of people struggle with like feeling feelings. I am I'm all about feelings. Like I will dive into good feelings, bad feelings with all the intensity, but if you're not that kind of person, work on being a fearless feeler. You got to feel the emotions in order to to move through things so you can stop the the buffering if that's an issue for you. Feel the emotions that make you uncomfortable and that will minimize the length of the pain rather than using buffering, which will only keep you in pain for a longer amount of time. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might have come to mind as you were listening. That is one of the greatest compliments I get is when you tell me that you just had to share this with somebody. So remember you can visit the fitfiz shop at etsy.com slash shop slash fitfiz, or you can also hire me for virtual personal training or behavior change coaching at fitfizstudio.com. The links will also be in the show notes. I'm Kelly Wilson, your health concierge, and until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.